Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Dadventures podcast, sponsored by Connects, encouraging kids of all ages to think outside the blocks. Now more and more dads want to be involved in their children's development, but sometimes it can be hard to find guidance and support. As a hands-on dad myself, I want to help create an aspirational image of fatherhood that we can all strive for through our variety of guests and their journey through parenthood. So let's talk, let's laugh, and let's share the things we find difficult and become the type of dads we really want to be. Today's guest is an internet sensation, bursting onto social media over eight years ago with his witty banter, creative storytelling, and acting out of alternative real life scenarios. Um, He's amassed a huge following around the world, and I'm thrilled to have him here to chat with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Harry Gregory, AKA White Yardy. Yes, sir. Dude, thank you so much for being here, man. man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You've got two kids, right? That's right, yeah. Two. What are their names? How old are they? Um, My son is 13, Lachey. Yeah. And then my daughter, she's three now. Three years old, for those who don't know why I say three. I don't mean like that type of three. (laughs) Um, Her name's Leia. So, yeah, two of them. And, And what are they like? What are they like? Different. <laughs> Completely different. Personality. My, um, my son's very stubborn. He's at that age. He's a teenager now. You know what yeah. I mean? And, he, and he's, he's 13 now. So I'm secondary school, as they say, over here. So he, he's going through that teenager stage right now. You know what I mean? Where he's very quiet. You know, you ask him a question, he answers you. And you you didn't even hear a man saying, I'm like, what language is that? You know what I mean? Like, you know them, <laughs> 13-year-old language. Yeah, like they mumble under their breath and they expect you to understand what they say. Um, so his personality is going up and down, up and down right now. He, I, I, I actually couldn't pinpoint until you, he's exactly like this because he's going through different mood swings at this age where it's funny, man. Um, but he's cool. Is Leia a, a CBeebies watcher? Does she watch CBeebies? Occasionally, like, um, it's, it's funny because sometimes the TV's on, they're not even watching it no more. You're just sitting there. <laughs> <It's not funny>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you realise, huh, but the, the one that I knew she she actually did um, watch, and I think that's one that you did as well. Um, the Baby Club. Yeah, so she used, to, she, she used to watch it. She used to sit there and watch it, and she would copy the movements. She, sometimes she would get her teddy bear and do the movements yeah, with it as well. Really, yeah, that's my show. Yeah. That's my show too. <laughs> she does anything that's on, she would tune into it, man. So, yeah. That's awesome. 
your kids, there's 10 years d- difference between them. Yeah. What does that make their relationship like? How do they interact? Me and their mother actually joke about this, like, you think they're, they're both the same age. <laughs> like, you, you, you didn't even realise the arguments they have, the two of them have, you're thinking, what? Like, like it's crazy, because my, my, my daughter, she's very boisterous as well. She knows what she wants. She's independent. You know what I mean? She stands up for herself. She's not no pushover. She's not soft. None of that. So she's very strong. And at times, she plays rough with her brother, like very rough way. I feel like he don't even feel like, he forgets sometimes that she's only free. And you know what I mean? So it's hilarious. Like he gets angry at times and sometimes you hear him like trying to tell her off, no, you don't do that. Go sit there. And he's like, he's like, what? You're my brother, man. Like, yeah, I was going to say, does, does he parent her a little bit? Yeah, he, he does. He, um, he does. Like, for instance, I, I, it makes me happy when I see it because like, even when she was learning to like go toilet, potty training and stuff like that, it's like, and she'll go toilet and then one of us need to like wipe her bum and that. It's like, he sometimes has to do it because I might be doing something and you can hear them arguing about it. And, 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 and then you can hear him like, I have to do it because <laughs> mom and dad cannot do it right now. And it's like, she's like, okay. And then she'll come tell me afterwards. I don't like it. I don't want him to do it. You know what I mean? But uh... yeah, so yeah. He That's does the when sweetness he can. of the sweetness of family life right there. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's find out a little bit about you because the people who normally listen to my podcast might not know you. So I grew up in a small island, which is also a big island because <laughs> of the impact that it has around the world. Um, the beautiful island of Jamaica. That's where I grew up. So I was there from a baby yeah. all the way until I was um, 18, coming up to 18. Yeah, so... And what, and what was it like growing up there? Freedom. Children didn't have to worry about coming from a certain area or traveling through a certain area. We didn't have to worry about any of these things. There was none of that. There's none of that danger that they have here. Like my son is in secondary school. Yeah. And he literally, his school is like five minute quick walk, like to, to the house. And you actually, there's two other schools in close proximity of his school yeah and i know that how kids are from different schools it's just the fact that you're from a different school and you're not from my school that already could be some kind of um confliction you know what i mean and in jamaica i didn't i didn't experience that there was no fear of being attacked by other young people if that makes sense yeah no it 100 percent makes sense um so would you say you you worry more for your kids in this country than you would have in back one million percent it's, it's one having having children um especially when you know about certain environments whether you've been in it or you just know about it whatever like because my son we have this pattern where all right cool if you're walking to school as soon as you get to school message me and let me know you got to school yeah when school is finishing message me to say you're walking home so i know he's 13 now so i understand what a teenager is. And I've been in that sta- stage where I'll say to my parents, yeah, yeah, I'm coming, I'll be in five minutes. And you're really just messing about, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I get yeah. it. And I, and I give him that little leeway because I, you know, I understand it. And you know, he message say, oh, I'm walking home now. And I know it takes like, really, if you really just walk and don't talk to anyone, five minutes, really. Yeah, yeah. You understand? But I get it. Like he's going to take at least 15, 20 minutes because he's with friends, they're walking, they're going to talk and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But 
if he goes to school and he forgets the message to say, I, I'm at school now. Yeah. Part of my mind is like, did he even make it to school? Right. So that's a fear, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, anything can happen. And it's not just, it's just not just trouble from other people. It's more, you could get knocked over by a bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's what I mean. It's that type of um, fear as well. It's like, it's crazy, man. But if we live in fear, like, and try baby them for the rest of they will never be able to um, take care of themselves in the real world. So we have to be able to give them some kind of freedom to, to make their mistakes as well. Yeah. It's what you do with those mistakes. You understand what I mean? So it's, it's making sure you don't make the same mistake again. So mistake is a part of learning. You understand? So, yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's my fear. It, it is fearful for these children, especially in these day and age we're living in now, man. It's about making sure you can provide for them. Yeah, man, definitely. That's awesome. Your partner, her name's Shireen. Yeah. You and Shireen, do you have the same parenting style or different parenting styles? How has that developed? Well, definitely we have compromise at times and we definitely don't have the same parenting um, methods, but we, over years, have been together. We've been together 15 years. Obviously, we have made sure we we make it work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I come from... My parents broke up when I was very young. You know what I mean? Like, very young. Um, I probably was like six, seven when they broke up. So I I'm, I'm come from a broken home. You know what I mean? I've, I've come from a home. I've seen my father and my mother fight. So those are key things for me where... I made sure that no matter whatever happens, they're not going to ever witness some of the things I've witnessed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because kids normalize. When, when they see a lot of things happening, they normalize it. Yeah. To them, if they're continually seeing something, they'll be like, okay, that's normal. That's normal. If my, if my, my dad does that, yeah, that's normal. So when they grow up, it's normal. I grew up like that. And that's how, how patterns carry on. Um, how did you... Because you said you've seen some things in your, in your life. Yeah. How did you come to come to the to the point where you were like no that's not the way things should be it's years of growing up you know what i mean it's not when i was young i knew this you know what i mean it's obviously yeah. the older i get the more mature i get i i reflect i reflect on things you know what i mean and start to look back at certain things in life and really think about it deeply you know what i mean and kind of educating yourself you know what i mean you're never too big you're never too big to learn so yeah you know especially in the jamaican culture we grew up and it's like I've always seen man and woman fighting. Mm. You know what I mean? I always see couples fighting and I always see kids we grew up as and seeing that men are are very like, how can I say like um oh they, they it's okay they have five children with five different women, like it's just normal, right? You understand? So a lot of us normalize that. So then it must be okay. So when we grow up, we feel like, yeah, we, we can't we can have our next girlfriend, the son, have our next baby mother this son yeah mommy have two children this son they may have my wife with two but it's not right you know what i mean this is not normal you know what i mean but we feel it's normal because of what we've seen yeah because maybe because when i was younger where my mom and my dad broke up when um they split when i was young maybe that had a part to play where i wanted a family yeah. and i've always wanted like that family unit. So for me, it was about making sure my family stick together. And when I had my, oh, my son, when my, me and my partner had my son, he was like, all right, cool. This is my time now to have my family and make my own family. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's it. So from, some, from 
early days in your parenting, you already knew that you were taking a very different route to the one you'd seen and the one you'd experienced? Most definitely. With me, I'm a partner, probably a like good cop, bad cop. You know, <laughs> like if, if she does discipline or something happens and she has to discipline one of them, she lets me know. And that's cool. I don't need to, I know about it. So at least right. I know that happened. I don't need to go in there and say something else again on top of it. I mean, in the beginning, I was probably the more softer one. <laughs> like, don't give me that. I was, pro- I was probably a pushover. Like, I'm not really strict and stuff. But over time, like, you know, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's, it's not my, they're not my friends. They're my children. You know what I mean? And they need to grow up the right way. That's a really good point. They, they aren't our friends. They are our children. And it's a fine line between being able to, to chat to them like friends and still being able to advise them like a parent. Yeah, definitely. Something I've kind of learned as well. Um, I know it's a bit off, but I was Go on. from doing the social media stuff. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was walking and this lady stopped me and she was with my daughter. Her daughter must have been about seven, eight. She stopped me and she said, look, there's the guy that, you, that we watch his videos. And she was the little girl was like, oh my God, she was shocked to see me. And I was like, like, it was crazy. I'm like, what? You watch my videos? Because videos that I was doing, probably when I first started for the first two years, they, 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 they're not saying they were rude. There was, there was a mixture of videos. I had videos with puppets that were aimed at the kids. The kids loved it. It was with the puppets um, talking and talking to me, having all these conversations. And this is not something I was talented at. Or it's just something I tried out and it worked for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I get why some children watch it, but there was also videos that were very, it's, it's adult comedy. This yeah. is adult comedy. This is, you know what I mean? And the fact that she was watching my videos, I made a decision even then that after that, you know what? I will not swear in any videos no more. Wow. Because there's children watching me. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And I, I have to be a role model because my son is at that age as well at the time. And it's like, yeah, I, I cannot be doing this because then if my son now starts swearing, but your dad's all over the internet doing it. So they, they automatically be like, we get, we know where he gets it from. Yeah. So then it comes back to me. So I have to make sure I'm a good role model for him. You understand what I mean? So I made that decision and I've never sweared. So even when I have confrontations, even arguments are just disagreements with people. I can have a, a, a full argument with somebody and I don't swear. It's, 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 I don't have to. I can assert myself in the right way and use my words without yeah, using you swear words. You can articulate what you want to get across. Exactly. So, yeah, like we, we have disagreements. We will have arguments and you know, it's just one of them ones. It's, it's life. That's how it goes. The thing is, you, you, you demonstrate that you have... Um, a great responsibility of role model to your kids. You know that you are a massive role model to your kids and you know how important that is as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, a male role model growing up? Yeah, my father was in my life. You know what I mean? My, my father was in my life. I used to look up to my father. I, I, I still, I love my father dearly, regardless of whatever happened in his life with, with my mother and just... Cause he showed love, like wanting my daddy, he showed love. So yeah, like my father was a very well-respected man as well. You know what I mean? Um, so he definitely was somebody who I looked up to a lot. 
You know I mean, um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And that was important in shaping what you've become today? Yeah, for sure. Because as much as my father and my mother um, weren't together, he definitely cared about his family, his children. He would go beyond for his children. And I, and I feel like that's played a part in my life that I would do anything for my children. You know what I mean, and it's because of the love that he's given me and showed me as a child, as his son, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's played a part in my life, you know? Have you got any interesting toys that you had back in Jamaica as a child that you would like to show kids today and go, oh, you lot don't know about this toy. We used to, we used to rock this toy when I was, when I was. Listen, let me, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see, this is, this is the thing that, um, times have changed a lot, obviously, but back then growing up, yeah, ties, yo, <laughs> we make ties. Like we, <laughs> we, you know what I mean? We make ties. Like our, our, our games, all, most of the games that we played involve like like basic things we we had like um dandy shandy dandy um, shandy shandy basically you have some people in the middle they have one at each end and they have a ball and they throw it and obviously the aim is to hit somebody and then you're out so it's about you being the last person so a little bit like dodgeball a little bit like but we call it dandy shandy um where else we had we had plastic bands yeah, the game last it one was literally you have a wall and the aim is you, you, you is to win the other elastics from people. So you, you throw it on the wall, it bounces off, land on the ground. You throw your one. The aim is to try get elastic over the other elastic. So it's like like a little, you need to make an eye. We call it an eye because you know if the two elastics. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you win all the elastics on the floor, and that's the, one of the games. Yeah, 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 I remember. We used to play penny. We used to play penny penny against the wall, wasn't it? Yeah, a one p piece. And you'd have to roll it up to the wall and it'd have to like stop as close, close to, to the, the wall, wall. Yeah. yeah, as possible and all of that. We used to make like gig. There's a thing called gig. Gig is basically like um, a spinning spinning thing. We get the um, the seed of, um, you can get the seeds of like um, pear seeds and that. Yeah. Or uh, even wood and you make them, you, you get them down very... Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you spin the gig on the floor. We, we used to make boat, we used to have boat races with paper boats. Or anything, leaf, anything, anything. I remember anything. my mum and dad teaching me how to make a paper boat. I yeah. remember that as a yeah, child. Mind, and so. This is it, right? The paper boat here. That's it. That's what we grew up with. Connecting with your kids is at the heart of what Dad Vengers is about, which is why we're so happy to have Connects as our sponsor. Connects and Kid Connects have projects for all the family and they're the perfect activity for kids and adults to connect naturally through play, imagination and creativity. So what about your kids? What are they into? What are they playing? My son is more into um, computer games right now. Of course. He's Fortnite, Call of Duty, all of that. See, that's another thing. Like Call of Duty, he's never played. Because it's an 18. He's not at the age. Do you understand what I mean? Like, your friends play it? Cool, but you're not playing Nice, it. I like it. You're not at the age. But, you know, we, we, this, but this, you know what it is, yeah? it's, it's not to say, like, we would never let him play it before the time. It's about making him know and seeing that you're responsible enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you understand? It's about showing that you're responsible, that we can allow you to play that game and know that you're not going to feel like you can be anyhow and talk anyhow and yeah. act in a certain manner now because, no, we have to see the responsibility that you show that so then you can say, you know what, 
go on, you can play it now because your friends play it. You want to play it. Okay. But, you know, FIFA plays a lot of FIFA and that it's, it's actually got... It's actually got quite good at it. He can finally beat me at it now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took him a while. It took him a while. You know what I mean? But I ain't played for a long time. So, when he when he plays me, I still... You're busy now, still, then, right? Yeah, I That's still why. beat him sometime and he knows it. He likes it. He likes it because he's like, yeah, that's still good. So, right, yeah, cool. yeah. What about Leia? What's she... Yeah, she know yeah. Leia. Um, she goes through stages because she's young. You know what I mean? Like, one minute is this, one minute is that. She's definitely into um these things called LOL dolls. There's these little dolls, LOL dolls. Um, yeah, yeah. So she loves them. Um, she loves playing roles as well. Okay. Like being a doctor, she she would, yeah, she would dress up like a doctor and have a have a baby and take care of the baby. She would then go in. She has a playset, like a kitchen playset. She would go and make you food and say, "Here's your food." Um, she loves dressing up in different out outfits, princess outfits, yeah. and all that. I've had I've had all of that. I've been to a couple tea parties in my house. Yeah, I get served up some plasticine food and all of that. It's yeah. good time. Yeah, it's good yeah. time. <laughs> I know all of that. All of that. Are they your comedians? Yep, they are. Both of them. The happiest time for me. The thing that makes me so happy is hearing my children play together. When I hear them. And if their mother's playing as well, when I just hear, I could be in the next room and just hear them and they're enjoying themselves. They're laughing, they're busting jokes together. I'm not even involved. I'm just listening. It's one of the best feelings in the world for me. Just them and their happiness. Their happiness is my happiness. Like, I'm, I'm good with that for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Yeah, as long as they're happy, daddy's happy. Awesome times. So I want to take it back round to um, when you moved to the UK. So you moved when you were about 18, right? Yeah. And you quite quickly fell into a bad crowd. Yes. Would you say? Yeah. What happened? Because of the activities that my, my, my father was involved in, and I was seeing certain things at that age that my dad was involved in. I was like, all right, cool. This is what dad's up to. So I get it. Um, and then, you know, you're meeting other young people your age that their fathers are involved and you know they 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 got older brothers that are involved in it so then automatically i just became friends with them and because of by being around the circles yeah and yeah just dropped into the whole peckham boy gang life and that's how i started my journey in 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 the uk yeah, now I, I saw some of this. You were talking about it on, on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So this was kind of a, a, a drug culture that you yeah, yeah. kind of got involved with. And you were in it every day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Every day. Um, my dad had everything. Like, he, he was the pharmacist, you know what I mean? Like, so I can get it from him. Anything I need, I got it. So in some ways, your dad helped to facilitate it. Definitely. Um, my father, yeah, in his eyes, it was always a thing of like, well, if I'm doing it, you can do it. If it's okay for me, then it's okay for you. Right. You know, like a mafia mentality mm. where everything's family. You know what I mean? I have two other brothers that I didn't even know about. You get me? Like, uh, he actually had other children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they passed away as well. So, God bless them. Rest their soul and that. Um, but they they were involved as well. They were doing it. They were selling it. They were, they were runners for him. They were working for him. Right. The difference is, is that I feel like with me and my dad, my dad saw like, he didn't see like a worker mentality in me. 
you were like Michael Corleone. You weren't. You yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could take over. You could be the one to run this. Right. You can run the business. You you would be the one to take over when I'm gone. You get me? And I feel like that was kind of his mentality to, to it with the family. And as I said, he never stopped me from doing anything I wanted to do in the sense of getting involved with what he does. He did encourage me to go get a job because once you have a job and you're earning that money, you don't need to spend this money if you ever get stopped. This is legit money. You can show them this is where you got your money from. And I was like, okay. So he's teaching me the game at the same time. How long were you in that game before you, you were incarcerated? One year. <laughs> what? It only took one year? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, it was. Because I, I, the thing about it with my dad, his business was run more, how can I say, like... High level? Yeah, like a proper way of running. Like, he never dealt with, like, the small guys. All his clients were... They're going to him for the, for everything big, large amounts, kilos. They go to him. Yeah. Now me, I, I I was like, yeah, I get that, but I see money in this bit here as well. Where the people who want to spend the twenties and the tens and the, the the fifty pounds, there's money there, like, and it's quick money, it's fast money, it's coming in rapid because the guys that come and spend big, they're not coming every day. They, you know what I mean? They might come every two weeks. You know what I mean? These guys are coming uh, five times for the day. Regularly. There's big money here, man. It makes faster money. Um, so I started to get involved in things that he never dealt with, such as like crack and heroin. He dealt with like the um, marijuana, skunk, um, coke, those type of things, hash. So when I started to go down that route, there's more heat because that's, that's the drug that obviously people, the police want off the street more. Yeah. The weed and that, they don't, they, they care about it, but it's not priority to the crack and the heroin. So, I kind of put myself in the limelight. And being in the UK not so long, it's like I'm still learning a lot of things. You know what I mean? There was so much I didn't know. Um, and that's kind of where it went wrong for me, if I should say, yeah. How long were you inside? Um, two and a half years. Did you change when you were inside? What, did you, when you came out, were you a new person? Is that where you changed and, and everything turned around for you? No, no, no. No, def- no, no. no. It was there. Because yeah. um, I come out and... My friends were my, still my friends. I was in prison with friends. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. the problem is, is that, I don't think the problem, because I, I, I went out of prison, I was in the youth offenders. You know, you're, I'm surrounded with friends from the streets that I was on and doing business with. So we're in together, you know what I mean? It's like, I have friends on the outside I'm speaking to and yeah, yeah, everything good. They're coming to visit me and they're telling me about, yeah, we fight with me. We, we, we've got a new area we're dealing with. And you know what I mean? It's like you're still in the crime listening to it. So it's like, as soon as I come out, I came out. I actually came out the day before my 21st birthday. Wow. The following week before Christmas, it was like, yep, need to get back to this money. And my, my friends around me, my, my, my two close friends at the time, I still have them, right. still my two close friends. But I wasn't hands on. They didn't want me to be hands on because I've just come out. I was like, I was overseeing it. You know what I mean? I was making sure everything's running good. And Were you worried about going back inside at that point? Of course, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, def- definitely worried. Like, because um, uh, I was still on probation as well. Any crime you get caught for, you could go back in. Yeah. I think I had probation for a year and I didn't meet my probation officer. Every two weeks when I went to go to the probation officer, I had like a different one. Wow. So no wonder it's easy for you to, to re-offend because like, there's no help there as well. You know yeah, I mean, there's no one there to help you. Uh, Hearing that is just like, wow, system is all messed definite, up. Definitely, definitely. So um, you had Lachey 
when you were 22, is that right? Yeah. Not long after you just came out of prison? Yeah. Were you worried then? Okay, look, I've got a son now. This, this is, this is now extra specially dangerous. This is a dangerous place to be. Yeah, it, it, that, that, he, he definitely played a part in the, um, in the turnaround for me. Because, you know, my father was in prison when he, he was born. So he was in prison. So I remember taking him to visit my dad in prison as a baby, you know what I mean? And I just didn't like it. And my partner as well, she didn't like it either. She was like, I don't want to keep bringing him there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to see this. I don't want him to have remembrance of this. I don't want him to see his grandfather in that situation. And it kind of like clicked, like, I get it. Because I don't want him to see me in that situation. Yeah. And what I'm doing could put me in that situation. And she, as much as she wouldn't want him to see me in that situation, she still wouldn't want us to not see each other. So, you know what I mean? It's like... So it was causing ructions. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like I had to, you know, I had to find a way out of it. You know what I mean? And um, took a while and, you know, I was doing a job for almost two years without doing anything illegal. And um, it was all right. It was, it was cool. But it was tiring. And, you know, like, I lost my job because of an altercation at, um, at one of the, the, the clients that we were delivering to and just fall back into the, the trap because it's like, <sighs> what am I going to do now? So you did two years, you did two years straight, struggled, I, I, I would take it, because, like, money would have been way lower than what you were making before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I, did, I did two years um, of working, and it definitely is, like, it was new to me, you know what I mean? Like, working and having to wait till the end of the month to be paid. And then you're looking at your paycheck and be like, what? Yo, sometime in a day I can make this. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? Like, and, yeah, we just, I just got back into the whole lifestyle of selling drugs again and was doing it for a while and I didn't want to do it. How did you get from there to where you are now? Because now you're, you don't do anything illegal. Nope. I mean, you don't even swear in your videos, mate. Nope. How did you go from there to here? When I started to do comedy. So, you know, I started to do the videos first and I'm still selling drugs at the same time. Like there's people who see me selling drugs and be like, yo, Mr. Yadua, you do the video. I said, no, man, I know me, I know me, I somebody else. So it's like, yo, wow. all right, this, is get, this is getting a bit crazy now. You know what I mean? And then it so just- two worlds were meeting. It got to a stage where I'm like, yo, the comedy thing was- was, was picking a momentum, a nice momentum. I was getting a lot of bookings. Mm. I was traveling, doing shows. And I was just like, you know what? I cannot keep focusing on what's happening with, with the drugs. So it's getting to a stage where it's like, I'm done with it. Like, let me, let me give the comedy 100% of my time yeah. and effort. This feels like it's a blessing. And, you know, looking at my family and everything, and this was before I even had my daughter. And it's like, this is the road I have to go on because this is the safest one. Yeah. It's the best one. It's the one that I don't have to, they don't have to worry about me if I go this way. And I just went, I just done lock off. Like literally, I didn't even, it's not like I made an announcement. Yeah, done. Nope. Just psh, done. Gone. Cut phone off. Get rid of the phone. Gone. Throw it away. And that was it. Comedy for me. And that's been my life for, yeah, like, like six years now, like straight down the narrow, like no more illegal activities, man. 
you've done amazingly because your story is it's not one that normally turns around to turn that story around is not easy yeah, yeah, yeah it's not easy in any way shape or form and there'll be people listening to it that might be on the on the start side of your story they might be you know doing things that they shouldn't be doing how if you if you could speak to one of them right now say there was one listening and they're in two minds about what they're doing they even have kids right yeah. they've, they've even got kids and they haven't made that decision to to be a better role model to be a person that, that their kids can look up to what would you say to that person listen man anybody out there in that situation right now it's like the honest truth is is you have to know what is more um what what is your greatest priority what is what what means the most to you i know how important my family is to my life mm. And that was one of the reasons as well, because they are my purpose. You understand what I mean? And if they're your purpose, that lifestyle is not going to help them. Do you understand what I mean? Because anything goes wrong over there, that's it. Game over. And now they cannot depend on you no more. If I go to prison, are they even going to have food in the kitchen? Like, you know what I mean? These are things that you have to think about. How are they going to survive? Because my partner played a big role in it as well because she was letting me know that she played a part as well, like big part, letting me know that she doesn't want that lifestyle. She doesn't want that for the children. Yeah. And it got to a stage where it's almost like, yo, if you're going to carry on that lifestyle, we're going to carry on a different life. And yeah, I was going to say, did she give you an ultimatum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's straight down. Like, it's either us or that because I don't want that. And when a, when a woman does that you have to understand that like, she's basically letting you know that i love you but i cannot deal with that because i'm not having them and i know i can find I, I can go on with my life meet somebody who doesn't do that and would take care of us and for me it's like that no 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 <laughs> that's my job i'm gonna do it so to anybody out there i feel like you just need to find your purpose in life and what is very important to you and what matters the most because once you figure that out Trust me, man, it's, it's okay. And, and this drug, this, this life, road lifestyle, street lifestyle, selling drugs and that, it's a waste of time, man. I would say to somebody, if you're, if, you're, if you're thinking about coming out of this lifestyle and trying to change your life and turn it around, go get a nine to five. Yeah. Because what could happen is by you getting an, a, a job, and even though you're hustling, the job eventually could bring you into a different um circle of people because you're meeting new people in this circle so you might be in this job but the the mindset of other people around there can help you to realize wait hold on and this could take more priority and that's what the comedy did for me the priority was the comedy where kind of like yo i'm not really focusing on this as much get a job and, and 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 change your life well your story in itself it took a year and you were inside from when you first came over and got mixed up with the wrong crown. That's not a long time. That is not a long time. And any father will tell you yeah. a year is not a long time. Not a long time. How much does Lachey know about it? How much will you talk to him about it? I mean, it, it's with things like this podcast, it's kind of getting out there in the yep. open. Yeah, yeah. What's it going to be like talking to him about it? Yeah. Um. Funny enough, yeah, like... um. 
me and his, me and like my partner had this conversation before, and I have spoken to him about it that I've been in prison, but I haven't gone fully in depth into a lot of things. Yeah, but I, feel, I do feel it's important because, especially as I said, the age that he's at, and you know, friends can you know what I mean? I know what that lifestyle, what what young boys can be like, and I know peer pressure and these type of things. I know all of that, so. I will be open with him and speak to him about every little thing. I will let him know because I feel like as well for me, it's knowing that that's been in a certain life. So don't ever feel like I don't know what you and your friends are up to. You understand? Like I, I want you to be aware that I know about these things. So don't feel like I don't know about these things. Cause I do. You understand what I mean? So we will have that conversation. What has been the impact on you of having kids? they made me realize the importance of a lot of things and they're my responsibility. And I have to make sure that every day of my life, I devote to them. I work for them. I make sure that they drive, they give me the motivation I need. They're my purpose in life. So they've had a big impact on me and my decisions that I make. So, yeah. What have you got planned? Uh, you've 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 got your podcast going on, which is cool. I've been I've been checking that out. You've got more comedy gigs coming up. I'm I'm taking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, plan. All right. So me, the plan. Um, obviously, yes, I do have. Um, I, I have two podcasts. I have um the Chalk and Cheese podcast, yeah. which I've been we were doing. We've been doing that for two years. Yeah, we've been doing that. One. We took a break. Um, but it's back now. Yeah. Um, and I have the new one, which is called the Breadback Podcast. So I got a podcast in terms of comedies, like we're just trying to work through the situation. I mean, I got one on what we had back in Christmas that got postponed and it's just working with it. And I'm trying to get more work, uh, well, not more work, but doing more things online because obviously that's somewhere where, they, where it's always going to be open. Yeah. Um, my vision is definitely uh, TV somewhere. I definitely want to have some TV shows on comedy specials on Netflix, you know what I mean? I film, I got two comedy specials filmed, you know, and edited and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, one car straight out of Jamaica, which I filmed in 2016. We did it in O2 um, Indigo, um, sold out the show. It was amazing. My first ever solo show. And I did one in 2018 called Top My Mind. And they all filmed, they edited. It's just trying to get the doors open to present them to say, hey, look, I got this. Can we make something work? But it's been very hard. Wait, over hold years, on. You're, you're having trouble getting someone to jump on that, to distribute it and, and put it out there? Yes. Dude, we'll fix that. We've got to fix that. Somebody listening to this podcast is going to fix that for you. Respect, man. Okay, there's a question that we ask all of our dad vengers that come on the podcast. And I'm going to ask it to you now. What would be your dad superpower? Jeez. <laughs> right now, in my age. Anything and any you can it, you can be now age, it could be later, anything. Energy. Energy. <laughs> e- endless energy. <laughs> Do you know what? That is a very, very good answer. Yo, endless energy. Listen children <laughs> they make you know you're getting old kids make you know you're getting old when you can't when you can't even run for two minutes without wait what happened <laughs> that walk to the park with him and get in the park to play yet i'm tired you know what i mean so endless energy endless energy that would be mine yeah man that's a good answer harry 
we are happy that you came and had a chat. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Yes. We're going to get you that Netflix deal. Don't you worry. Ah, man, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. People, make this happen. Make it happen. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, man. Have a good one, man. Take it easy. What an inspirational story. From growing up in Jamaica to falling in with the wrong crowd here in the UK to turning his life around because of his sense of responsibility as a father, he is one amazing dad. And I love the way he takes solace in listening to his family play together. Now, if you want to know more about our Dadvengers community or if you have anything you'd like to share with us, you can do so at dadvengers.com or contact us through our Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening and we will see you again very soon. This has been the Dadvengers podcast sponsored by Connects, encouraging kids of all ages to think outside the blocks. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.